What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne. Welcome to the live show where we talk about today's latest news and we answer some fan questions. I am joined by one and only Christina from the Cinemania page. Christina, how are you? I am fan-fucking-tastic, Dwayne. How are you? I love that you start that off every time with that same line. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, um, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll get started right about now. Okay, so we'll get into um some some today some um good news that we got from today. Um, Greta Gerwig, Greta Gerwig, next big project is on the rise. She's coming off of fan, of a fantastic 2017 and 2018 with the success of Lady Bird and all those Oscar noms that she received for that film and stuff like that and all the awards that she's actually won from that film. I guess her I did you see Lady Bird? What, what did what did you think about that movie? Oh my god, I'm in love with Lady Bird. I thought that movie was the shit. Oh, I couldn't get enough. I needed to watch it like five times to like actually not cry. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. Um I actually saw it a few times. I own it. I own it on um, Blu-ray upstairs. Um, it was a great movie, great message, great, like, I love the relationship of um, Shersha Ronan's, uh, her and her mother, which just, like, it was very toxic, and it was very, like, it was very personal and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was a pretty good film, and it was, it was, actually, it was actually her directorial debut, which, like, you know, we've had a lot of de- directorial debuts that's just been you know, out of the water, and, like, really, really well done, and her movie, uh, Lady Bird, was really, really well done, and I don't even think that she expected all of the, um, all of the praise that she got from the film, but, yeah, it was a really good film, really good indie flick, if you guys haven't checked that out yet, please check it out, but it was a really good movie, um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been announced that she's working on, her next project is that she's working on a Little Women, uh, Little Women movie, with uh, starring uh, Saoirse Ronan from Lady Bird, Meryl Streep, Emma Stone, and Timothy Chalamet from um, Call Me By Your Name and Lady Bird. So, Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's a, that's a really good cast. Before I get your thoughts on that, on this upcoming project, um, I will say that um, big a big a big all star cast doesn't necessarily always means that it's a it's a good thing. It can either be a good thing or a very bad thing because then you don't have that one character who shines, you know, yeah. with, with an all-star cast like that. Because that is an all-star cast. And yeah. it's, it's I hope that, I, I'm, not, I'm not really familiar with The Little Women, um, the book that it's going to be based off of. But I am excited because, you know, Greta Gerwig has... She, she's going to have people in the film that she's worked with and that she's already familiar with, such as Timothy Chalamet and Shersha Ronan. And then with the additions of Emma Stone and Meryl Streep, uh, total big names. So I guess that'll probably enhance the movie at a much bigger scale. So I'm definitely intrigued. I'm definitely, like, interested to see where it goes. What are your thoughts on, on this, on this, um, these news? Um... So it's been a long-ass time since I've read uh, Little Women. I remember reading it or having it read to me when I was, like, really fucking little, little. Yeah. Um, but I remember loving it so much. So um, 
I'll definitely have to go back and either read the book or watch the original movie, but um, I, I gotta have something to compare this to because I'm really excited for Greta. Um, I had no idea that Lady Bird was her first uh, role as a director. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wildly successful. Um, mm-hmm. What's her name? Sir- Sir- Is that how you say it? Sir- yeah, Sersha Ronan. Um, she's, oh my god, I can't get enough of this girl. She's phenomenal. She really is. It's such a young age, too, you know? But, like, look at her fucking face. (laughs) Like, her eyes and her fucking, like, cheekbones and her fucking jawline and her nose. Like, she is the most symmetrical fuck I have ever met in my life. And she was in, um, what's it? What's that movie? Uh, there's two movies that I'm thinking of. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Um, love, is one of them Lovely Bones? Yes! Yes, that one. Oh my god, fucking fantastic! And then the other one. Oh, I know on. she like was. She was in one of those like. Project. Let me um. Let me see. I know she was in one of those like, one of those Hannah. teen. Oh, I love that movie. I thought you were talking about the other yeah, movie. Yeah, it was Hannah. No, no, no. Um, but like, I'm really excited because I love this actress. I'm obsessed with the movie Hannah, even though I couldn't remember the title. I love it. Right. Um, I just. I'm really excited to see uh, Meryl Streep and Ronan. I'm excited to see Streep and Ronan work together. Right. And they're throwing in Emma Stone in that mix. Yeah. And it's funny because all three of them are, like, very different, um, like, characters. So, uh, not characters, but, like, they're very different people. So, I don't know what I'm trying to get at. I'm excited to see Little Women. That's it. I'm excited. I'm <laughs> no, you're I right. Because like when I heard when I heard the cast, I was so intrigued because I'm like, wow, Meryl Meryl Streep, like a an icon in Meryl Streep, and like and then a a rising star, rising stars like Timothy Chalamet and Saoirse Ronan with Meryl Streep, and then like icons like Emma Stone and Meryl Streep is like, that's a huge combination. So. Yeah. If they if they all signed on for this film, then that's that means that, you know, there's something to the script and something to the story that they enjoyed. So I guess I'm really I'm really excited about that. And I guess um, Greta Gerwig is always she's um she's fantastic. She had a she had a great debut, and I'm excited to see where where else she go like where she goes next, and. This film, it it could really, it could be another film for her that if it's good and it has a lot of uh, critical, critical like um, praise, then you know we'll, this is another movie of hers that we'll see in the Oscar, like in the Oscars and award contendenships. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited about that. I can't wait for it. Um, it's an all-star cast. I'm a I'm a big fan of Timothy Chalamet. Um, I know you and I did see. We both saw um, Call, me, Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> it, oh, my God. In a theater. Um, and we know Fucking that... Peaches, man. <laughs> we know that Timothy likes peaches. But, you oh. know... I still th- I still think he did, he was... A, him and him and Army Hammer did really well in that film as far as performance-wise. Um, not my, not my, not my uh, most favorite movie, but I did enjoy the movie. I do own the movie. But, you know... Oh, it was well-made. It was... A- Extremely well made. It was just, yeah. I'm not a fan of the, the film in a whole. And I don't. I don't like the story. 
Bittersweet, bittersweet. Not my favorite. Yeah, the story. See, the thing about well, Call Me. The thing about Call Me by Your Name is that, like, it's the acting from everyone is fantastic. I love the location it was filmed at, all the shots and all the um the dialogue was well. It's just the story for me. It's just I. It was hard for me to get into the story knowing that it's it's about and it's about an underage kid dating a uh, you know an adult. Yeah. Or like you know, and listen, and and of course, and like, I don't, I, I didn't, I, I didn't care that they that they were um that you know they were both um they were both gay people. Is is that aspect of the story was like, oh my god, I don't know, you know what I mean? It, it's the same way if it was like a seventeen year old girl and like a twenty six year old guy, you know? Yeah. So See, what I didn't like about it was just all the sex scenes and all that, and like the fucking tits and the fucking uh, the no thanks. Um, yeah, there's a lot. But yeah, <laughs> I in the underage part, I thought it was kind of weird how like a grad student was dating a fucking what was he high school? Right. Um. Yeah, like it not not cool, but also the ending. Holy shit! Spoiler alert: the ending is a fucking part. Throb, not heart throb, heart wrenching. Oh my god. Yeah, I, like the, the movie's a, it's a beautiful movie. It's just some parts of the story I would I would have I would have either changed or like maybe probably left out. Um, but yeah. Yeah. But but okay. yeah. Other than that, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for this for this um upcoming movie of hers. I can't wait. So yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see how it comes out. So um yeah. yeah so going into coming off of um. Greta Gerwig, I guess it's like a good segue into our next topic of how uh, female directors are really changing the the game in like in like movies and film because yeah. lately we've we are seeing a lot of women uh, step up to co- to direct and powerfully direct movies and film and it's just like a couple of names that really stand out from the list is like of course Patty Jenkins and what she did with Wonder Woman. Uh, Greta Gerwig, Greta Gerwig, just like how we just spoke about, Ava DuVernay, who did uh, Selma, she just did A Wrinkle in Time this year, not a great movie, but not the point, Yeah. Uh, Catherine Bigelow, another big female name, uh, female director, She's uh, did movies such as like Zero Dark Thirty and Detroit from last year, both amazing movies, and then also on the TV side, there's a lot of like female directors who are who have been stepping on the plate and you know taking the helm like as such as Kristen Witter who's been directing a couple of episodes of Jessica Jones season 3 which is really cool. Oh shit. Yeah, Robin Robin Wright from a from um from a House of Cards has directed a few episodes of House of Cards. She she played um I don't know Robin Wright is is the uh, she played one and she was in Wonder Woman. She played the um, I think it was her aunt, the aunt. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she played the aunt who I know died. What Spoiler. Um. Yeah. Uh. Robin <laughs> Wright. She's she's the she's been directing a lot of the episodes of House of Cards lately. Um. And then Lucy Liu, Lucy Liu has been directing some um some episodes of Luke Cage. And that's really interesting to me because I I would have never thought of Lucy Liu directing a Marvel show such as Luke Cage, you know. So. Yeah, I didn't even know. I don't watch Luke Cage, 
Yeah, same here. Honestly, same here. Yeah. Um, but like I have been in love with Lucy Liu ever since I saw Charlie's Angels. So like, um, I didn't know she was in Luke Cage. I'm excited. Like I, I want to watch her episodes now. Like, um, she's directing. What? Yeah, That's she awesome. she did like her. she did like episode like it was like episode five, six, and seven, and they're all good episodes. So then, like when the show's over and it said that who directed it, and I'm like Lucy Liu. Wait, is that the right Lucy Liu I'm thinking about? And then I Damn. looked it up, and I'll, I'll, I'll look up, and I'm like, oh, that is, wow, that's incredible. And I think it, it's it's yeah. it's really really it's um it's it's just amazing seeing how we're in a time where people can take women directors like I've always took them seriously, but now the entire industry will take them seriously, you know. And it's really fantastic. And then the and upcoming films, like as far as like women accomplishments in film, the uh, next year's Captain Marvel is that the score of that movie is actually being helmed by a woman for the first time. Oh my god! Yes. Yeah, oh, like I'm all for that. like for the first time in like the MCU, it's like a woman who's scoring the movie, which is. Which is another reason why I can't wait for that film. Um, Dude, like one of my uh, one of my like weird obsessions. I know I like say I'm obsessed with literally everything, but like yeah. one of my true weird obsessions <laughs> is with film scores. I can't get enough of fucking yeah. film yeah. scores. Danny Elfman is my all-time fucking favorite. Right. Oh my god! And now this female fucking what conductor is doing mm-hmm. like. Captain Marvel, I'm freaking the fuck out. That's incredible. Yeah, I see. I'm gonna have to send you the snip because there's a they um she leaked uh she leaked a snippet on her Instagram of some of the score, and it's supposed to Uh, be it's supposed to be like uh uh Captain Marvel's arrival, and that's what that's the name of the score. And I'm like, and I and I I heard it at least twenty times. And I'm like, oh no, my god, this that. sounds so badass. And like, oh my god, I can't wait for that movie. So yeah, that's that's exciting. Uh, and then um, to go into our next topic, I guess like the Marvel, the uh, Margot Robbie, uh, Harley Quinn movie is gonna be directed by a female. Um, nice. Yes. Yeah, Perfect, so, actually. Yeah. So. Like, I feel like female movies, like with female leads should probably right. be directed by a female. I right. don't know, that's my biased female opinion. I mean I can kinda I can kinda see how because like there's been there's been a handful of like female female driven cast that are directed by a, a male. Like Oceans Eight, like I loved Oceans Eight for what it was, but I feel like it could have been stronger if it was under a female director. You know? Yeah, it, it I know was, what you it, it was a good movie, but I feel like it it, it would have been much much stronger if it was if it, you got you got this all star cast, you know, and then to put the cherry on top that it's helmed by a female director, I would have liked that. And even Marvel, Marvel is like uh, because the Black Widow movie, they're they're looking for female directors for that one as well. Oh bitch, pick me! I can direct that shit. Oh <laughs> hell yeah! So um yeah. So I guess we'll see how this all plays out. Female directors are taking a big stand, and I'm and I'm all for it. 
Um, so we'll get into our next bit of news is that um, we talked about this in the last in the last segment just now. Margot Robbie announced that the uh, Birds of Prey movie will begin production in January. So if you're not familiar with Birds of with Birds of Prey, Birds of Prey is like it's just basically like a like a Batman kind of like spinoff of Harley Quinn, uh, Batgirl, uh, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, and and the uh, damn it, what's the what's her name? I forget the other character's name, but um, yeah. So it's gonna be basically a movie of just Margot Robbie as the lead. I heard I heard Margot Robbie might be she might be helped as, as like an executive producer um, for the film for the film which I'll be you know which I'm all for because she she you know she produced um, she she was actually an executive producer for um for Itania so yeah oh my god she was yeah she was um she was she she did a lot behind the scenes for that show which is really good so yeah, so if she gets if she is um producing the film, then I'll be all for it. You know what I mean? So like, what are your thoughts on this news as far as the Birds of Prey? I know you're not that familiar with that. It's a it's just a it's just a lot of female superheroes coming together. We're yeah. like villains in a way, but you know, it's gonna be directed by Kathy Yan. Um, so yeah, and it's gonna also uh, another big thing is that it's gonna be a hard, a hard R-rated uh, girl gang film. So it's gonna be yes, yeah. Bitch. We it's, need <laughs> R-rated female films. Yeah, it's gonna be rated R. Yes. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah. So I've heard, I've only heard like a little bit about Birds of Prey. Like, I don't really, unfortunately, I don't read the comics, so. I've only, like, come across it, like, here and there. I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is fun. Um, but, yeah, Harley Quinn is getting her own fucking movie with this badass female crew and the fucking, like, badass female this and that. Like, I'm so proud of women in film for, like, taking a stand. And, like, we're not trying to take power away from men. That's definitely not what the feminist movement is. It's basically just saying, like, we're equal to you, take us fucking seriously. And this is exactly what, um, like, these superhero movies are, are especially taking the reins on this. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because, obviously, like, superheroes are what give people, not give people strength, but what make people look strong. Right. And when you have strong female superheroes and supervillains, it's like, oh, shit, women are strong. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, like, I'm really excited for this movie if it's, like, a whole bunch of, um, women, like, kicking ass. Like, let's fucking go, dude. Like, I... When's it coming out? Can it come out tomorrow? Like, let's, <laughs> let's speed it up here. Well, if it's if it's starting production in 2020... I mean, in 2019, then it's probably gonna come in, like, 2020. So, so like, I mean, I've tomorrow? read... No. <laughs> I've read some of the Birds of Prey comic books... And not recently though, like a few years back, I read I read them, and it's like there's a bunch of female heroes and villains that come, you know, that at one point comes into the comics. So I hope they find a way. I hope they somehow find a way to like, you know, find a way to like incorporate everyone because the main yeah. plot of it is Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl is forming a group of heroes. Of uh, Black Canary, 
Black Canary and Huntress. Black Canary is basically like a banshee. And she could just fucking scream oh, and you're nice. dead. Like, and then Huntress is like, you know, she's a Huntress, to say the least. She's like a bow and arrow kind of thing. Really cool. Um, and then with... And so, and then from that, from that, you know, characters that's come in the story of Birds of Prey is Catwoman, um, Hawk Girl, Power Girl, aka like Supergirl, uh, Poison Ivy, Vixen. Vixen is like. Oh my god! Like. Poison Ivy! Yeah. Like, Vixen is kind of like, um, she's kind of like Cheetah in Wonder Woman. Um, she's kind of oh, like. Yeah, she's like very like very like mysterious and like her powers are based off like the African jungle which is really cool. cool yeah so it's just there's so many opportunities that they could that they can go with this film and you know with if Margot Robbie's gonna come into the movie being the big baddie and the big you know big villain with her group against the uh, the all-girl hero group then I am all for it I'm ready for it as long as we have a solid director behind it and not some overly sexualized director like David Ayer who's going to keep showing yeah. shots of Margot Robbie's ass um but um, but yeah so I, I heard like not rumors but like isn't it part of like some DC um comic series that Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn are like gay no it's so that definitely no? that definitely happens it happened, see, like, there's a bunch, with the comic books, is that there's so many stories, so there is a comic book when, like, Harley Quinn and, like, Catwoman are dating, Harley Quinn and, like, Poison Ivy are, are like, together, it's, like, weird, but I don't think, I don't think, I don't think in this, in this film they will be, if they do, then I, hey, whatever, yeah, if they, if they are in this film, then, hey, whatever, I'm all for it, but I don't think they will be, but, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely an opportunity, or, you know, it's definitely that an option. That would open up, like... That would... Alright, if they make one of, like, the main characters gay in this movie, that would open up so many fucking doors. That would be a huge um, step forward for the LGBTQ community. Um, my gay ass would be like, Woo! Girl, get it! Right. Um, like, I ship... Okay, I'm fucking weird. I ship Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy so hard. I want them together forever like fuck the joker he's okay so like yeah he's fucking weird and hot and weirdly <laughs> sexy i don't know what to think about him but he's fucking abusive as shit and like harley quinn and poison ivy those two can have like fucking oh my god they could be on cloud nine i want those two together forever and ever and ever well as far as like as far as like um like um like um LGBT characters and like film and like um movies stuff like that the DC so like uh, Supergirl in the sh in the TV show Supergirl her sister is a is a lesbian and she has like a wife and everything and they and they there's some parts in the in the uh, show where it's literally the story will behind will will be behind them too so. I started uh, Supergirl season three, and the main like the main aspect of, the main aspect, well one of the main aspects of the story is Supergirl's Supergirl's sister's wedding with her wife. So I guess that that I guess in a way that's a really good starting point, 
and stuff like that as far as that as far as your point with that um and then also also too uh on this on the cw channel they're also um they're also in the works of a bat a batwoman show and Batwoman, oh. yeah and batwoman is a lesbian so you know that'll be kind of interesting yeah so yeah. that'll be interesting as well so i guess in a way on television before the before the uh movies you know this is a good starting point to eventually get this on screen and get it you know get it shown to people in a in a different matter you know yeah so yeah so i guess we'll see I guess we'll see with everything of how the um, Harley Quinn stuff comes about. I'm definitely excited about the movie. I think DC has like some big, you know, big shoes to fill as far as like accomplishments this year after last year's Wonder Woman and, and then like them being so on the ranks, but like, you know, on the basically on the ropes with Justice League's release. But I think with Aquaman and then with uh, the Harley Quinn movie and then with, um, with Wonder Woman 2, they'll really be back on their feet. Which is what I want because yeah. you know, so the more the more superhero films, the matter, the, you know, the matter. So I'm excited for all that. So we'll get into our next topic of the day, and then we'll get into our fan questions, and then we'll end it right there. So basically, it's it's just some box office predictions. I'll Christina and I will both say what we think the box office will be for the weekend, and um, which movie we we, we think that will take the ranks for this for this weekend and will make the most money. Obviously for me I think Ant Man and the Wasp will take the weekend. I think at number two it will be Jurassic World, Falling Kingdom, and then Incre- I think and then Incredibles two, number three. I don't think the first purge will 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 be in the top three. I think I think the first purge will make it either number four or number five. You know? So I already know. I just know that Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be number one this week because it's opening film. It's Marvel. You know, it's a female. I saw the film and it was great. And literally it was it was Evangeline Lilly's uh, movie, you know, the Wasp. It was her movie. Yeah. Like, it was basically her movie. She owned the show. She was sick. The first fight scene is with her. So it was great. So I think that's definitely going to take the ranking. So. Which movie do you think is going to be number one? Um, do you think, like, Ant-Man will take it, or Jurassic World, or Incredibles 2, or whatever else? Um, alright, so, it's between Incredibles 2 and Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Because Incredibles 2 already came out, and it's been, like, the biggest Pixar hit since, like, not Pixar, but Disney, fucking mm-hmm. both of them, I don't fucking know. It's been, like, the biggest animated hit since, like, fucking Frozen. And right. y'all know how wild that was, holy like get the fuck out of here the evil has been defeated right right Incredibles one um so Incredibles already came out and this did a really big hit so like what I'm interested in seeing is how it's going to compete with Ant-Man and the Wasp because that's definitely the next like biggest thing coming out mm-hmm. um the purge eh you know it's the purge yeah, the purge. I saw the I saw the purge as well. It was fun. It was fun for what it was. I just don't think it's gonna be even beat Jurassic World or Incredibles two in this weekend's box yeah. office. I just don't See, think it will. I don't I don't even think like Jurassic World is even like part of the running. I mean, yeah, it's like Jurassic Park is like a huge franchise and shit, but like I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be I think okay, so 
I think Incredibles 2 is number one, Ant-Man and the Wasp is number two, and then I guess Jurassic World is number three. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's like that. I don't think Jurassic World is as big of a deal as Ant-Man and the Wasp. So there's a huge gap between two and three. But um, I think it's, it's going to be a close one between Incredibles and Ant-Man. But I yeah. think Incredibles is number one. So, yeah, so I think for this weekend, because we got to keep in mind, too, that in- Incredibles has been out uh, for, I think, about three weeks. I think Jurassic World has been out for two weeks now. Um, and Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be opening weekend numbers. So I do think Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be number one just because of that. It's going to be opening weekend. And I think, I I hope Incredibles 2 can beat out Jurassic 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 World for number two. But I think I think in the end... America, America loves dinosaurs, I guess, and then there and Jurassic oh, World, yeah. well, on <laughs> Jurassic World, unfortunately, will probably come in number two, and then number three is either gonna be Incredibles two or The Purge, and I'm gonna go with Incredibles two with that. So yeah, yeah. so yeah, so that's the um, that's our box office predictions. We'll know the full box office report tomorrow. Tomorrow night is usually when they leak all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, we'll get into your fan questions. Uh, first question we have is, what is the worst movie you've ever seen ever? Oh, oh I already know. I got a couple, yeah. Um, I already, like, as soon as you said that, just one movie came to mind. Um, what, what, what's I yours? The <laughs> I went to the theater with my friends, and we were really pumped to see It Follows. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Worst movie I have ever seen in my entire fucking existence. It was so bad. And what sucks even more is that it got, like, a 91% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, everybody fucking loved it. And I was like, what is this shit? It's like a fucking STD PSA. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, the plot of the movie was have sex to not die. (laughs) It was... It's just, I don't know. When I first watched it, my mom loved it. And I, when I first watched it, I was like, okay, it's creepy, but it's it's a, it's like an STD. I can't take yeah, it seriously. Yeah, exactly. Like, it didn't even, it was just stupid. And the plot didn't make sense. And then there was a girl with, like, some weird fucking future phone saying, like, fucking Shakespeare quotes and shit. Like, what the fuck? Get out of here. Go right. home, little girl. Right. Fuck off. Right. I mean, we were probably the same age at that point, but really, <laughs> fuck off. Right, right, right. <laughs> so for me, I guess my like least favorite film, like it, 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 it's hard because there's so much shit out there in the movie world, you know. Uh huh. Like you can cop out and say Twilight, or you can cop out and say Fifty Shades franchise, the entire thing. Hey, fuck you, I like Twilight, alright? Or you can cop out and say um, something like Red Sparrow or something. I'm just kidding. Hey, fuck you! <laughs> I'm just fuck kidding. Fuck you! I love Red Sparrow! You're an asshole! I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, be. But for me, I guess the for me the worst film is probably the, the film that Alex made me watch with him a few weeks ago. Um, it's on Hulu, and it's one of the worst movie experiences I've ever had. Like, whether I'm at home or in the movie theater, I did not like it. It was It's a movie called... Okay, did you, you're going to get a real kick out of this. Uh, the movie was called Halloween Trap Pussy Kill Kill. I, I, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. 
but Alex and I was trying to find a movie to we were trying to find a movie to watch a Halloween movie and that's what came up and it was the worst movie it was just it was so bad so I guess that yeah it was it was bad okay then there's like there's this movie that I watched on Netflix a few years back called Everly and it's 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 from Salma Hayek and it was it's one of the worst action movies like action movies I've ever seen it was so bad she was supposed to protect some little girl and the entire film is the entire film is like shot in this like room and that's like that shows the low budget right there because they don't go they they can't go anywhere besides that room it was horrible but okay yeah as far as like wide releases i mean yeah 50 the 50 shades franchise is about about one of the worst franchises ever in my entire existence True. it's oh just oh my god yeah <clears throat> and i remember like my room my roommate back in college like he's not he wasn't a really big movie guy but there was a time when i came back from work and the girl uh, there was a girl that we used to hang out with and she was showing him that movie. I'm like, oh my god, why are you guys watching this? Oh, and no. she was so invested in this movie. And to watch her so invested in the movie, I was just baffled because she was like, okay, okay, so watch how it ends. Watch, watch, watch. And he's like, okay, okay. And then he's like, she's like, watch, watch, just keep watching. And then, and then, of course, the famous ending of the first film, when she's like, Christian? And then it ends. Horrible. But she was, like, clapping, and she was excited. And she's like, oh, my God, wasn't that amazing? And I'm in the back like, no, that was horrible. What are you... About, about one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But... Oh, my God. It was so bad. Um, okay, so another, another fan question that we got. This one's a little better. Um, if you could only watch five films for the rest of your life, what would they be and why? Five films. Okay, hold on. Let me gather my thoughts. <laughs> oh, I love these questions. That's fucking tough. Um, fuck. That's tough. I gotta have a mix. So I'll start because I know you gotta think about it. But for me, like, I gotta have a mixture of all genres. So if I was picking, like, a drama film, I guess, like, I would have to go with Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal, one of my favorite movies ever. Um, if I was going with horror film, I had to go Hallow- Halloween, the first Halloween movie. That's two. If I had to go superhero, I would have to go with The Dark Knight because I learned so much about film from watching that movie. Um, four, like four, four films. I'd have to go with um, A New Hope, Star Wars. Um, Fifth film, fifth film is, like, the fifth film is kind of hard, but, like, let me try to throw something in there. Maybe, like, like, if it was, like, an MCU film, maybe I'll do, like, uh, uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. So, that'll be my five films. Or maybe I'll scratch that and put The the Incredibles, the first one. That's five. So, I got, for me, for me, for my five, I got Halloween... I got Nightcrawler. I got The Dark Knight. I got, um, fuck. What was the other one? Oh, Winter Soldier and then The Incredibles. That's that. That's my five. What's your five? <laughs> uh, fuck, okay. Or at least, like, two. Oh, my God. 
Okay, fuck whoever asked this question. I was so hyped for it, and now, like, I literally want to kill myself. Like, <laughs> I can't decide between all of these movies. They're so wonderful. Yeah, okay. this is a hard one. So, I'm going to say, as a rough estimate, this is my top five. I mean, like, the five movies I would watch for the rest of my life. If Red Sparrow's um, on this list, goddamn. <laughs> okay, shut up. It was, but I deleted it and replaced it with something else. Fuck you, all right? Okay, go ahead, go ahead. I love that. Okay, okay, so number one, Sweeney Todd, all-time favorite. I've, okay. I've watched it over 70 times. I know almost all the, all the words, like, fucking incredible. I love it. Um, I Then I would say Alice Through the Looking Glass. Okay. Um, I, I, that movie, like, it touched my soul. It touched my soul a little bit. Okay. I, I don't know. I, every time I watch it, I'm, like, almost brought to tears because it's so... I fucking relate to it. Oh, my God. I, okay, so Alice Through the Looking Glass. Um, and then Silence of the Lambs, of course. Okay. Like, uh, duh. And then, okay, these last two... I don't know. I'm stuck. So I want to say The Corpse Bride, but I'm gonna... Uh, I don't know. Okay, so The Corpse Bride. Focus right. fucking pocus. Like, obviously. Um... <laughs> And then, oh, I really want to throw The Hunchback of Notre Dame on there. Okay. But, like, there's no movies on this list that I want to get rid of. So, I'm just going to say, honorable mention, Hunchback of Notre Dame. No, wait, no, fuck that. Um, Focus Focus, sorry, go away. Hunchback of Notre Dame is my fifth. Yeah. It's, I didn't have a lot of kid movies, but, like, The Incredibles, maybe, maybe like, Harry Potter. I can, I would try to fit in there. <laughs> Yeah, I would try to, I, it's just, that's a really hard question, because for the rest of your life, you have to have, like, a dynamic of all things, you know, to watch things for the rest of, the, I don't know, but, like, I have so many favorite films, so if someone was like, hey, what's your favorite movie, I'm like, fuck, I don't know, I have a bunch, like, I have a so much, yeah. you know? This question is too difficult to answer in this amount of time, like, we... We gotta prepare for this and have like pros and cons, and I need to think about this for the next three years and get back to you. Okay? I know, I know. There's too many, there's too many films to go through. Pretty question. Those, right those, those, you know, surprisingly, that question was from Jenny from the Cinemania page. Jenny. Yeah, that was from Jenny. Yeah, this question's too hard. Yeah. I'll answer um, it later. Thanks. Real okay. quick, before we end, before we end the show. Uh, pretty good show tonight. Before we end the show, um, I wanted to give a big shout out to Jenny. Jenny has been doing a lot of our themes, our upcoming themes as well for the for the podcast. She's gonna she did our initial one that we have at, at the at the bridge of this um this podcast. She's going she's she's working on our night our horror uh, like horror podcast one, and she's working on on our gaming one, and she's working on a special one for the live show. So big she shout out, yeah. Big big shout out to her. Yeah, very 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 fucking talented. Big shout out to her and big shout out to another uh, helpful part of our page and that um that is a gentleman that goes by the name of Tyler 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 Burgess. I'm sorry. I hope I'm saying that right. If I'm not, then I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. But he has done all of our graphics and all of our our logo. What you see on the page and what you graphic. see on the channel, our um, all all of the photos that we produce is all from Tyler. Tyler is phenomenal. He's only like he's only like seventeen. The kid is like he's sick, and 
the logo that we had before was literally just like a, a picture of our logo in front of another picture from Google because, listen, I'm an amateur and I wanted to start a page and I didn't want a cheap logo. But it was, do you remember the uh, the red chairs? It was, you know, yeah. that was our logo. Oh, and then I came across this guy's work on Instagram and I was like, dude, if I can get him to do like our logo for our page and make it look like so overly professional, this guy, like that would be amazing. And he did... And he's come through so many times for me and the page page as a whole. He's uh, he he did our YouTube uh, uh, photos, our Podbean photos, our Spotify photos, you know, Facebook photos. He's just he's really well. He's really really good. He did our um, Pride Month photo as well. So big shout out to Tyler. Good luck with everything you, you you're gonna be doing in the future. Big shout out to him and Jenny for helping us helping us with the um behind the scenes aspect of the of the uh, Cinemania page. So yes, thank you guys. Yeah, big so help. yeah, big help. So so yeah, um, with that we're we're gonna end the show right there. Thank you guys for listening, Christina. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And um, make sure you guys can um always follow us on. We're we're now we're we're now on so many platforms such as like Podbean of course and Spotify and YouTube and we're going to be on iTunes still very soon trying to get the trying to get the confirmation with that soon but we're gonna be on that in Google Play very very soon. Make sure you guys check out our Facebook page at Cinemania. Look for the play button and then um we we will also be having our Instagram and Twitter up very soon as well. So look out for that. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.